closed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki. Hey, all right, all right, what's good, mutant miscreants, little babies, and, 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 I don't know, I was trying to, I'm trying something new, but I, uh, anyway, you mutant miscreants, I'm Oroko Saki, <laughs> aka and with me, of course, my main brain, Krang. What's up? What's up? All right, what? All right. Crying always has to get his shit off. Okay, we got a lot to get into this week. Uh, so let's get off to the races. Well, not racing. Uh, pretty sure some racist shit happened this week. But I'm not going to devote any energy to it. Uh, speaking of which, let's go super quickly with the Knickerbockers. Uh, they managed to frustrate me three times this week. Uh, also on a back-to-back. Um, let's see here. Ah, uh, yes, the Rockets, of course, we, we figured that one, we budgeted that one in. Rockets beat the Knickerbockers, uh, 123 to 112. Then we, we traveled to Charlotte, uh, a couple days later to lose to, uh, the Hornets, 107 to 101. Uh, and then, um, yes, we proceeded to, well, I mean, none, none of these aren't so bad, but, you know, I appreciate the artistry of tanking, but uh, in this regard, I don't think that we are like tanking with like actively trying to lose. We're just legitimately losing. Uh, so of course we um, lost to the seventy sixers, one fifteen to one oh six handily. That's you know that's a decent margin of victory or margin of defeat, I should say. For us, uh, nine, yeah, whatever. Hey, but I, uh, I, I, I won't uh, spend a lot of time talking about that loss because we have uh, Deontay Wilder, the, the fight that happened last week around this time. Yes, of course, for your, your freshest sports takes and news, you'll come here to the Shredhead podcast uh, just in case you want to know what old Shredder thinks a full seven days after the event has taken place. Uh, but of course I won't talk about the fight itself, because what is there left to say? The man lost. Blah, blah, blah. My suit wore me down. Cool, man. Cool story, bro. That's fine. Uh, I think the real takeaways from all of this are... Uh, People who act like and I kind of should have put them the, these these won't be the Cretans of the week, but they were most certainly in the running. Uh, people posting memes, just you know, regular internet uh, culture of waiting on someone to lose so that you can tear them down, and um, you know, just just making a spectacle and being the first to put a meme up and trying to get a laugh and a like. Uh, it's, it's nasty. It's, it's nasty, man. You guys have really got to figure out something else to make your life worthwhile. 
You know, like imagine every time you took an L, everybody knew about it and cared enough to post a photo of you. I mean, the man literally got his jaw like rocked. And uh, for some reason, people thought it was funny. I don't know. It'd be different if like Deontay Wilder was more of like a jerk or like he was, you know, like a bad person. I mean, it was just how long ago, last year that we've all, we were all yelling to this day, to this day. You know what I mean? And he was talking about some real shit. But, uh, you know, man, that's just how you guys are. You wait around for, uh, for, for people to fall from grace right into your laps so that you can make fun of them for being not even as low as you, but like lower than they were yesterday. It's weird. It's nasty. We've got to stop doing it as a society. Uh, of course, everybody made it seem like they had the technique to, or, or the, 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 the key to beating Deontay Wilder's ass. Oh uh, yeah, just beat Tyson Fury, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, you guys, come on. I get it, you've got to get these jokes off, but relax. Uh, and then Deontay Wilder, you know, he, he did, uh, came, came with a lot of excuses. And that's fine. I mean, don't do that, but whatever, you know. I do feel like this. I'm, I, I am worried about how this loss is affecting Brother Wilder because shortly after that, uh, he made reference of, uh, well, he was angry that his corner threw in the towel and made some reference of rather dying in the ring and that sort of thing. Bro relax we we don't need to see it all right we don't the the world of boxing is visceral enough and listen i'm you know i've actually taken a life before uh you know i'm the shredder you know what i mean like i so i'm not squeamish i just know what it does to one's soul to a take a life and and b just be around when a life is being taken none of you want that uh namely brother wilder so deontay i know that you've got a lot of emotions going right now but relax take a little time off stop making videos oh boy did you guys see the video where he's like sitting in a basement or somewhere where there's like some tile ceiling that looks like, uh, you know, it looked, like, it looked like he was in a nice basement, like a nice finished basement. But the video itself was grainy, like it was uh, shot on a uh, Blackberry 9700, maybe an 8900, maybe. Uh, and he goes on about how he would rather die and how he's a warrior. And I get it, and he is. But, um, no. And, uh, then he proceeds to talk about, you know, going and re regaining the title, which I love to hear, but I don't know, man. I don't know. He was so severely outclassed in that fight that I'm not sure if, well, I won't doubt the man.
Uh, fuck it, man. Go ahead. One more time. And uh, maybe between now and then he can learn how to, like, box. That would be helpful. Um, you know, he could maybe... I don't know. I'm not going to sit... I'm, I'm not going to trash a, another brother who is uh who just wants to get back to the top of his uh uh, uh of his what am i trying to say his career we're trying to get back into the top of his field uh you know more power to that brother i hope the next time if there is another time that he faces off against tyson fury that he's more prepared uh he, he was also afforded the luxury of just, like, beating up people who were nowhere near his level. I mean, heavyweight boxing is what it is. It's been what it has been. Uh, you know, people aren't exactly mobile. They can stand there and, you know, just swing until you catch somebody with something with enough concussive force to make them go to sleep for a little bit. That's the basic very very basic layman's journeyman's uh explanation of boxing if you don't know about the punching someone until they go to sleep hopefully they don't sleep for long anyway uh yes so we we want brother deontay to get well and uh get prepared we don't want him going out there uh, facing off against such a, a dangerous opponent like a Tyson Fury. Uh, and then, you know, Tyson Fury singing on his grave. That's fucked up. But I mean, hey, man, if they don't want you celebrating, then maybe they should beat you, you know? Maybe they should beat you in a scrap. Uh, what are we? Oh, yeah, we already talked next. Did they do anything stupid this week? I can't recall. You know, if I can't... If I can't remember if they did anything stupid, maybe they didn't. Or maybe it was just, like, not as wildly stupid uh, as before. So, with that said, we'll take a couple of seconds for break. When we come back, we'll talk a little poetry... And uh, maybe how it relates to our current social structure and blah, blah, blee, blee, blue, all that jazz. Be back in a second. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations. I'm Melisette. And on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. Yeah. Hey, it's our triumphant return from commercial break. Uh... So let's get into some uh, some new thing. Oh, well, not even new, new. Uh okay. Last day of uh, Black History Month, so I definitely want to get into some black stuff, right? Paul Lawrence Dunbar, 
We wear the mask. I just love this poem. It's you know, relatively short and uh, full of imagery and, um, you know, lots of layers to it. And, man, we, uh, we could sit here all day like we used to in English class and talk about uh, meaning and, and, and sim symbolism and imagery and everything else. Uh, let's get into it, man. I'm just going to read it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how it relates, of course, because uh, this motherfucker was spitting, man. We wear the mask. All right, we wear the uh, we wear the mask by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I'm literally just about to read poetry to you, so sit back and and relax and uh, you know and enjoy my dulcet tones as I as I edify you and make you less of a cretin today. Here we go. We wear the mask by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. <clears throat> we wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Interesting. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile, but oh, great Christ, our cries to thee from tortured souls arise. We sing, but oh, the clay is vile beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise. We wear the mask. All right. Yeah, listen. Uh, you That's know, called motherfucking bars, nigga. Man, we uh, know we nothing could, about we could sit that. here all day and talk about code switching. Uh, and 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 putting on for the outside world. We get it, but uh, I don't know, man. Brother Dunbar was getting at a. It's obvious that he was, you know, trying to get at a much deeper, darker criminal link here with, uh, you know, just the, his his use of, uh, you know, a lot of negativity. You know, usually we, you, you wear, you wear a mask where you go to just kind of maintain, you know, a lot of us go in there, we say, you know, somebody asks you how you're doing, and you say fine, because you don't want to tell them that, you know, You've been up all night, or you know you've got erectile dysfunction, or whatever whatever your problem is in life. Somebody asks you how you do, how you're doing. Would they just mean good morning? Which I've been very careful to do. I don't ask people how they're doing because I fear that someone will tell me. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a character flaw in myself. Sorry. Don't want to know. Don't need to know your life story. Just pleasantries. Good morning. Keep it moving. I hope that you have a good morning. I'm not a bad person, guys. Not anymore. I hope that you have a good morning. But if you had a bad one, 
I don't want to ask you how you're doing, and you'll tell me about your bad morning. I don't need that bad juju, baby. I've got things to do. So, uh, in line with that bad juju, we're talking about grins and lies. Like, anytime, you know, grins are great when they're from laughing, but when they're hiding lies or pain, uh... They're infinitely sinister. Uh, our cheek. Shades. Shades our eyes. Listen, if by now you haven't broken out the poem or, like, pulled it up on Google, what are you doing, baby? We're learning here. Get it together. Maybe I should have told you that, but, you know, I had a little faith in you that you would just... Come on. Catch up. All right. Debt. Guile. Torn, bleeding, uh, subtleties. And, and then that last line there, and mouth with myriad subtleties, to just have that hanging there at the bottom of that first stanza uh, is just weird to me. And the fact that it doesn't rhyme with anything else, doesn't rhyme in the... I, I guess, you know, it looks... The word subtleties looks like it could be subtle ties... And probably that's how a lot of people pronounce it while doing this poem. But the word is literally subtleties. Uh, So the word subtleties is wearing a mask here uh, to kind of blend in with the rest of the words that... So we got lies, eyes, guile, smile, subtle ties. I don't know. That's why poetry isn't for everyone. Why should the world be... Uh, why should the world be overwise? Right? Fuck them. They don't need to know. You don't need to know how my morning is. You don't need to know how I'm doing. Leave me alone. Just say good morning. Right? Just wish me a good morning. Don't ask me how badly the day is going for me. Even if you hope that it's going well. Shut up, man. No, it's not you, it's me. In counting all our tears, sigh. Okay, so here we go. My bad. Bad word count starting over. Okay, cool. Grins and lies. Hides. Shades. Debt. Guile. Torn. Bleeding. Uh, Tears. Sighs. May let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smell the old great Christ. Our cries. There we go. Tortured. Vile. Uh, And there we go. So, I mean, it's not just about, like, hey, code switching, putting on your interview voice when you are talking to the white man. It's, you know, really getting at who you are underneath and what is really going on within you. Uh, whether you have to interact with others or not, because sometimes we wear the mask for ourselves, right? Congregation, sometimes we wear the mask for ourselves. I told you uh, earlier, maybe that was episode one, where I was literally wearing the mask so that I couldn't see myself uh, for who I truly was. And, uh... Uh... That that sticks with me 
to this day trying to look in the mirror and lie to myself and say that I was this one thing that I was never, well, that I was, but, you know, I, I, like I said, if, if you want to hear that part, you go back to uh, first episode, man, because I'm a vastly different person from then that I am now. Thank God. Uh, speaking of God, oh, great Christ. And the word O is just spelled with the letter O. Um, what's that all about, I wonder? Usually people say O and they add O-H. Uh, this... I need to see what year was this published. Krang, find that for me. I'm sitting here right now trying to, uh, yeah, man, we wear the mask. Year was published. Doop, 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 hold on. And there's an, there's an analysis online, but that's for people who like to cheat. And, uh, <laughs> that's for people who like to, um, Oh, yeah, here we go. When was it written? 1897. Oh, sorry. 1870. No. Above poem appeared in Dunbar's first professionally published volume, Lyrics of Lowly Life, in 1896, by Dodd Mead and Company. It was appeared in the volume Majors and Minors from the previous year. It can be found, for example. All right, so... Uh, The Lowly Life. Damn, lyrics of lowly life. I, I, I'm not very well versed in a lot of Brother Dunbar's stuff, but uh, by those titles, sounds like Brother was a sad boy. You know, and I mean, it's, it's, hey, listen, he was born in 1872. He just narrowly missed slavery. Literally missed slavery by like seven years. But he didn't miss racism. Put it in there, Krang. Put it, fix it in post. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're at, man. You know, it's a bummer. But it, it applies, man. I wear a mask every now and again just because I want to. But, um, you know, it's not for everybody, man. But, uh... Anyway, I'm going to pick it up now. Uh, first, I'm going to hop out of poetry, and then we're going to relate it to something else. Um, something going around uh, this morning I found on Twitter. Uh, the show is called Does the Shoe Fit? Uh, I'm assuming it's some sort of reality show or some sort of dating show. I do realize that the term reality show... Uh, is an oxymoron. It's like saying fragrant turd, um, fragrant dookie. You know, I, I guess, I mean, technically, technically it's accurate, but why? You know, so uh, the show is called Does the Shoe Fit? Uh, some men and women, you know, they walk into a room and talk to each other for a little bit, uh, make some jokes. Try to get to know each other, I guess, in front of a bunch of cameras while their friends are backstage reacting to and laughing at whatever is happening. So, yeah. Anyway, there was one guy named Philly. And uh, where's the girl? I'm sorry. There was a girl from Sri Lanka 
who uh, I guess it was her turn to host, and she was meeting the men as they were coming in the room, and yeah, so anyway, she's, I guess she's classically beautiful if you're into that kind of thing. She's fine, she's, she's, she's a pretty girl. I guess I'm sure opinions will differ. I don't care. Uh, f let's say for the sake of this segment that she's good looking, you know, everybody agrees, whatever. Anyway, uh, so she's sitting there, she's from Sri Lanka. Uh, they're all into that. And one gentleman comes out, his name is Philly. And let's see, let's see what Philly has to say to this young lady, I, which I, I need to learn, I need to find out what her name, find out what her name is here, let's see, I, I, I think they're calling, I think they're calling her Addie, okay, that's fine, um, that's what I heard anyway, the, the, it's a British show, so, you know, some of these accents are, anyway, uh, here we go, I have, I pulled up the clip here, here we go. You do not find me attractive. Let's just be honest. I like your No, you don't, you don't like me, babes. <laughs> what? Let me be honest with you. Sit down, yeah? You look amazing, but you look so good, I want to talk to you. Why? Because I just feel you ain't got the time of day for man. Look how you're dressed. Look at me. Look at me. I actually really like your hoodie. You don't like it. Look at your bracelet. It's worth more than everything I've got on. You can't judge people like that. That's of course unfair. I can. That's unfair. You don't like me. Why? I can tell. See it in your eyes. What stuff? You like a man with a bust down AP. No. Let me start again, because yeah. I did judge you. Yeah, that was rude. I did judge you. Is nice. it rude? Yeah, be nice to girls. But that's life, though. Life See, is tough. Okay, you asked me what kind of guy I like. I like nice guys. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Okay, guys. Okay, okay. Uh, Miscreants. School is in session, and Professor Shredder is about to put you up on what just happened. Let's unpack all of that just now. Um, and listen, not to be all, you know, fuck it. It's fun, it's entertaining, it's a show, I get it. Um, but this is an actual technique that, uh, quote unquote, fuck boys will use. Um, and I'm sure that everybody listening to this is well aware, uh, but because I, my daughter is Karai, and someday I'll have grandchildren, hopefully. Jeez. Um, that I don't want them to fall for this fuck-ass technique that uh, Mr. Philly here is using. So this woman is, you know, he starts off by saying, he, first of all, he observed her from uh, beyond, behind uh, the scenes. Uh, she was talking to uh, another one of his friends there at the beginning of the clip. Uh, so he had seen her. She had not seen him. The first thing that he said to her is that he, she does not find him attractive, right? The first thing out of his mouth is about whether or not she finds him attractive and that she, in fact, does not, right? Okay, red flag. That's the setup. Here comes the punchline. Uh, it's because she looks too good right okay now you, if you haven't seen it she's dressed resplendently in a very nice dress um she's got she's got some jewelry on she looks like she is 
going somewhere today. Like she's got something to do today, right? Philly is in active wear. He's got like a Nike hoodie on, do-rag. Was he, no, was he wearing a do-rag? I don't think he was wearing a do-rag. Um, yeah, no, 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 he had a, a Nike hat on. So, excuse me. I'm hoping that he was sponsored by Nike to wear all their stuff, but if not, yeesh. You're hustling backwards, Philly. You are hustling backwards wearing logos on television that you're not being... Hopefully, hopefully. Anyway, anyway. Uh, he tells her that she looks too good for him, that if he saw her on the street, she wouldn't pay him any attention. Stay on topic. You're not in the streets. You meet people and you talk to them based on situations. You can't just walk up to everybody you see on the street and just strike up a conversation that will, you know, that you intend to have sex with that person. You know what I mean? Like, this is a controlled environment, so she is talking to you right now. So that doesn't matter what would happen on the street. Doesn't mean that she... Anyway. Uh, so that's the setup. The setup is, you don't find me attractive. The punchline is because you look too good. Uh, and then he goes to, goes on to say that... Uh, you don't like the way I look because what you look for is something else. This is within, there's a timer here uh, that says 30 seconds. So we're to believe that they've been talking for 30 seconds. And in that 30 seconds, he has assessed that he doesn't deserve her. She looks too good for him. And the guys that she likes uh, has a bust down, blah, blah, blah. So just based off of her appearance, and again, he was observing her backstage. She did, gave no signs of that. She simply said where she was from and that she got a lot of sun. She said that she was from Sri Lanka and that she got out in the sun a lot, okay? And he gathered from that, or he came at her with the fact that, well, not even the fact, because he knows nothing of her, that he was not, well, the fact uh, that he was not good enough for her the fact that he uh, that he thought that she looked too good for him, the fact that, well, not even the fact that he, he started saying the kind of guys that he thought that she liked because he was projecting on her. Okay, cool, right? And again, again, I get it. This, this is a show. It's entertainment. But again, the service is there are niggas who really act like this. So say all that to say then he resets and says let me start over and then he shakes her hand and then he says no 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 i didn't mean it that way classic ass move right come in with some bullshit to differentiate yourself from all the other guys who say the nice stuff right you get it it's all an act but you you say something just so that you can shock the other person into being like, yo, what the fuck? And then you do, you go, you, you, re, you reset, you go into whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's basically like a reverse gorilla pimp. It's really corny. It's very weak. It's very, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's very disingenuous. It's fake. It's some bullshit. And 
you know, it'd be fine if he was just straight up like, yo, whatever, just be straight up. Honesty is amazing. You have no idea how good it, I mean, like how great of a tool honesty could be. That's, it. it it's so easy that it feels like a life hack, you know? Uh, wow, that was weak. Anyway, um, and so then he, you know, like I said, he goes on and on about how beautiful she is and how blah, blah, blah. You'd never find me interesting. And so, with that said, I would like to read for you a fable by Mary Howitt called The Spider and the Fly. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Tis the prettiest little parlor that you ever did spy. The way into my parlor is up a winding stair, and I have many pretty things to show you when you are there. Oh, no, no, said the little fly. To ask me is in vain, for who goes up your winding stair can never come down again. I'm sure you must be weary, dear, with soaring up so high. Will you rest upon my little bed, said the spider to the fly. There are pretty curtains drawn around. The sheets are fine and thin. And if you like to rest a while, I'll snugly tuck you in. Oh, no, no, said the little fly, for I've often heard it said. They never, never wake again who sleep upon your bed. Also, uh, I'm sorry, sorry to break the mood here. Uh, the spider is, um, is male. The fly is female. Said the cunning spider to the fly, dear friend, what shall I do? To prove the warm affection I've always felt for you. I have within my pantry good store of all that's nice. I'm sure you're very welcome. Will you please to take a slice? Oh, no, no, said the little fly. Kind sir, that cannot be. I've heard what's in your pantry, and I do not wish to see. Sweet creature, said the spider. You're witty and you're wise. How handsome are your gauzy wings, how brightly are your eyes. I have a little looking glass upon my parlor shelf. If you'll step in one moment, dear, you shall behold yourself. I thank you, gentle sir, she said, for what you're pleased to say. In bidding you good morning now, I'll call another day. The spider turned him round about and went into his den. For well he knew the silly fly would soon be back again. So he wove a subtle web in a little corner shy, sly, damn it, and set his table ready to dine upon the fly. Then he came out his door again and merrily did sing, Come hither, hither, pretty fly, with a pearl and silver wing. Your robes are green and purple, there's a crest upon your head. Your eyes are like the diamond bright, but mine are as dull as lead. Mm. Alas, alas, how very soon this silly little fly, hearing his wily flattering words, came slowly flitting by. With buzzing wings she hung aloft, then nearer and nearer drew, thinking only of her brilliant eyes and green and purple hue. 
thinking only of her crested head. Poor foolish little thing. Poor foolish thing at last. Up jumped the cunning spider and fiercely held her fast. He dragged her up his winding stair into dismal into his dismal den within a little parlor, but she never came out again. And now, dear little children, who may this story read? To idle, silly, flattering words, I pray you never give heed. Unto an evil counselor, close heart and ear and eye, and take a lesson from this tale of the spider and the fly. We'll be right back with uh, greeting of the week and shred commendations. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. It's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. <laughs> Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. All right. We've returned. So did you. We came back. How nice of you. All right. Uh, let's see. Creighton of the Week. We talked about uh, people who were posting their uh, Deontay Wilder memes. Whatever, man. Screw you guys. You suck. You wouldn't fight him. Uh, you couldn't beat his ass, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Um... Let's talk about this poll that recently came out, I guess, between yesterday and today. Uh, 38% of Americans, and all of that is in quotations, I'm air-quoting the whole time, uh, are not drinking... I'm sorry, where is it? Uh, are, are not drinking Corona uh, for fear that it um, gives them the coronavirus. Uh, okay. All right. Um, couple of layers to this one. Um, you know, 38% of Americans, you polled everyone here. I, I, didn't, I did not get uh, did, crying. Did you get anything? He's shaking his head no. He, He's he's shaking his tentacles. No, um, where's your no? Where, where's your sound bite for no crying? You use your voice. Anyway, uh, I didn't get the invite. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that means a big old chunk of America didn't get uh, didn't get the memo that we were not drinking Coronas. Uh, because of fear of the coronavirus. So, it, it basically, whatever, whoever did this, uh, it's a link, and everybody has been commenting on it so much that it's hard to tell where it originated. Uh, anyway, if it did originate somewhere, I'm glad I'm, I'm not going to click any links because I don't want to give them the traffic. Uh, nah, man, get out of here, bro. Um... Yeah, man, just trying to make everybody sound like we're... Listen, everybody else is already dumb enough. Uh, the last thing we need to do is to paint the picture that people are really that dumb. And, and, you know, in all fairness, there probably are...
people out there who who are not drinking Corona because they think it gives them the coronavirus. You know, there is that bottom rung of humanity who just doesn't think of anything. Uh, also, Corona uh, drink drinkership. I don't know what it's called. Corona uh, is a summertime drink for the most part. Uh, it's like saying that people aren't drinking so summer shandy and margaritas because of the syphilis. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, but it's stupid um, to say that 38% of dog there are so many Americans. What, what 300 million? Probably more by now because, uh, you know, Thanos' snap got reversed. So it's mad Americans, right? And mo a lot of those people drink beer. And a lot of those people drink Corona. Uh, and I'm seeing that it says here that 775 beer drinkers were polled in like a focus group or something. Anyway, that's a, that's a weird thing to ask. And that's a dumb setup, and it's a very, very dumb headline. Of course, this uh, we encourage everyone to read deeper after the headlines, uh, or just assume that it's clickbait and don't click it. All right. Stupid. Uh, oh, for the shred commendations for the week, baby. You got to go check out if you have never checked it out. Bill Wurtz, uh, he's a musical genius on YouTube. The songs are silly, uh, but the they be them them bitches slap. Uh, the song, well, not even the song. It's uh, called the History of Japan. If you've never done it, you know a your boy is from Japan. Damn, Frank can't get no can't get no horns. All right. Uh, yeah, the history of Japan. It's a very, it's about a nine minute long video that just crams in uh, so much information. And it's really funny. It's really cute. If you're looking for a way to pass nine minutes and learn something at the same time, I don't know. If you listen to the Shredhead podcast, you're probably trying to learn something every now and again. So. Uh, maybe you'll find some facts you didn't know. Maybe you can use one of those facts on, like, Jeopardy or something when you go on there. Uh, but The History of Japan, man, by Bill Wirtz. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's really funny. There's, like, a couple of times where they just, like, sing a couple of the ways. It, it keeps you on your toes, and it's very interesting. If you're a teacher, play it for your kids, man, whatever. It'll be great. Uh, so you've got that homework to do, so check that out next week. We'll be back from an undisclosed location. Until then, look over there so I can ninja vanish. I must congratulate you, Oroku Saki. But you may call me the Shredder. Slap box with Jesus, lick shots at Joseph. Slap box with Jesus, lick shots at Joseph. Slap box with Jesus, lick shots at Joseph. Slap box with Jesus, lick shots at Joseph.